Thank you for joining us this Thursday on Hope for Today with Pastor Doug Solomon. And the title of our message is called The Runner's Discipline. It's found in Hebrews chapter 12, and we'll be reading from verses 1 through 14. It says, Therefore, since we are surrounded by a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that easily ensnares or entangles us, and let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us. Let us fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy set before him endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of God the Father. Consider him who endured such opposition from sinful men, so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. In your struggle against sin, you have not yet resisted to the point of shedding your blood, and you have forgotten that the word of encouragement that addresses you as sons, my son, do not make light of the Lord's discipline, and do not lose heart when he rebukes you, because the Lord disciplines those whom he loves, and he punishes everyone he accepts as sons. Endure hardships as discipline, God is treating you as sons, for what son is not disciplined by his earthly father? If you are not disciplined, and everyone undergoes discipline, then you are illegitimate children, and not true sons of God. Moreover, we all have human fathers who discipline us, and we respect them for it. How much more should we submit to the Father of our spirits? and lives, or life. Our Father disciplined us for a little while, as though they thought best, but God disciplines us for our own good, and that we may share in his holiness. No discipline seems pleasant at the time, but it's painful. Later on, however, it produces a harvest of righteousness and of peace for those who have been trained by it. Therefore, strengthen your feeble arms and your weak knees. Make level the paths for your feet, so that the lame may not be disabled, but rather healed. Make every effort to live in peace with all men, and to be holy. Without holiness, no one will see the Lord. See to it that no one misses the grace of God, and that no bitter root grows up to cause trouble and defile. Shall we pray? Our gracious Lord and Heavenly Father, we thank you for this Thursday. We thank you, Lord, as we continue this series that we started out with about running the race. And we're reminded in Hebrews chapter 12 of the runner's discipline. And as we'll look through the scripture today, we will be reminded of what it takes to run the race, to be disciplined, Lord, none of us like discipline, but it's required in order to run the race, to make it to the end, to endure, to persevere. So, Lord, just give me words and wisdom as we bring forth today's podcast. We ask it in your name. Amen. Amen. Now, you know, I often wonder when you think of all these hundreds and hundreds of people that line up at a starting line at a marathon. 
and they're going to run this enduring race. They're punishing themselves if we look at it. We think about it, we say, man, you know, that's, I couldn't do that. It's a grueling race. You know, I, I used to run a six minute mile, but I haven't done that in years. But I think about that, you know, when you're breathing heavy and your lungs can't do it anymore and you just push to the end. You know, it was 12 minutes and then we got it down to six minutes. But it takes training, it takes discipline, it takes practice. You know, uh, there's a writer who says, um, his name is Art Carney. And he said, the real joy of the Boston Marathon is not just about winning or finishing. It's a contest of winning with yourself, doing what you have set out to do. Not everybody strives to win the race, but they strive to finish the race. That's the attitude that the Hebrews are, or that's talked about in Hebrews chapter 12. It's an attitude we're supposed to have. We need to stay in the faith race all the way to the end. You know, we live in a world today where people start so many things, but they never finish them. You know, I'm guilty of starting to paint something. And then when I paint and, and I take a break and sometimes I don't get back to it till months later, but it's left unfinished. And before you know it, you have this unfinished, that unfinished. You know, we have to be disciplined to complete it through to the end, to finish it, to endure. So let's look at this scripture today. It says, therefore, since we are surrounded by a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily ensnares us. I think about the cloud of witnesses. And, you know, we think about all those that we talked about yesterday. By faith, Noah. By faith, Abraham. By faith, Enoch. All of those heroes of faith. All of those that have gone on before us. You know, it sounds kind of weird, but we have a great cloud of witnesses. We have people that have went on and finished the race. I often think of the people on the sidelines that cheer one another, that cheer their favorite runner. Say, come on, you can do it, you can do it. Just like we talked about yesterday, <coughs> about encouraging one another. We need that, but we also need discipline. And that's what the writer is telling us today. He says, we need to run the race with perseverance. The race marked out for us. Your race and my race, we have the same ending, but through our life, it may be different. Not everybody is the same. Scripture tells us that we're uniquely and wonderfully made. Each one of us has a calling. Each one of us has something that God has called us to do. Not everybody is going to be the same. Not everybody is going to be at the same level. It takes training. It takes spiritual discipline. It takes reading the word, it takes fellowship, it takes all these things in order to persevere. 
But the Bible tells us in Hebrews 12, chapter, chapter 12, verse 2, let us fix our eyes on Jesus. You know, we need to keep looking to Jesus, no matter what we see in front of us or to the right or to the left. We need to keep our eyes focused on Jesus today. He's the author and perfecter of our faith. Like the writer said yesterday about faith, faith is being sure of what we hope for and certain of what we do not see. So if he's the author and the finisher or perfecter of our faith, then we won't be led astray. It says, who for the joy set before him endured the cross. He went willingly. He could have stopped it at any time, but he had you and I and many, many people on his mind. I truly believe that today he had all of humanity on his mind when he endured the cross. The scorning and its shame. But we see that he sat down at the right hand of God the Father. We see that Jesus endured such hardship, such opposition from sinful men. But we're reminded in verse 3, the latter part of the verse, says, so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. If Jesus did it in his humanity, how can we not do it? We say, oh, it's too hard. I can't do it. My muscles ache. I can't go another mile. I can't go another inch. But I think of these marathoners, if they gave up halfway through or quarter of the way through, the winners, would they ever have made it? How about the ones that finish hours later? Their, uh, their muscles are burning. Their lungs are, are burning from so much oxygen and so much uh, breathing so heavy. Their heart is beating like a drum. But they finished the race. They set out to do what they wanted, what they set out to do. They finished the race. The writer tells us in verse 4 of Hebrews 12, In your struggle against sin, you have not yet resisted to the point of shedding your blood. You know, I think about that. I, you know, we will have to continue, continuing on, no matter what. It's through faith in Jesus Christ that we can overcome sin. We can get through it. Like the writer says there about this um, sin that easily ensnares us. And you know, it's so easy to get off track, to say something, to do something. It's much harder to ask for forgiveness, to repent of it. It's a struggle against good and evil. It's a struggle, but in our humanity, we, we can see where Christ overcame. He overcame the temptations of the devil. And we can be overcomers. It tells us, have you forgotten the word of encouragement? And we think about that, we say, how can discipline be encouragement? But the writer says, my son, do not make light of the Lord's discipline. You know, sometimes God does discipline us. You know, we don't like to go through this or through that. Sometimes it's because of our own hand. You know, 
But we need to be, discipline is a part of it. But it tells us there in that second part of verse 5, it says, Do not lose heart when he rebukes you, because the Lord disciplines those he loves, and he punishes everyone he accepts as a son or as a daughter even. We think about that today. No one wants to go through discipline. You know, we think about, we go two, two steps forward, and sometimes we go back three steps. You know, we say, Lord, but why? You know, the same with ministry. Sometimes ministry goes forward, and it doesn't have to be sin. Sometimes we can do things, uh, we think it's, we think it's the Lord's will and it's, it's what we want. You know, sometimes the Lord takes you down a road and sometimes we're passing through whatever situation it is. But sometimes we want to stop and we want to, we want to be, we want it to work the way we want it to work. But sometimes the Lord just says, put the blinders on and keep walking. Like the writer says, fix your eyes on Jesus. Sometimes we can get caught up in the situation and we focus upon it and we, we make a mountain out of a molehill, as they say. You know, it's a, it sounds silly, but we do. The Lord always has our best interests at heart. He tells us, do not lose heart when he rebukes us. It says, endure hardships as discipline. We have many hardships in life. It could be a financial, you know, it could be a physical hardship. Sometimes even spiritual, sometimes we go through a battle. And you know, if we're not armed with the armor of God, we can sometimes, we can sometimes lose heart. We can sometimes want to give up and sit on the sidelines. It's what I, I keep mentioning. We need to run the race set before us. If Jesus endured hardship and discipline from the Heavenly Father as an example for you and I, then how much more can we have and can we overcome with Jesus? But we must fix our eyes upon him. It says, God is treating you as sons. For what son is not disciplined by his father? You know, we live in a world today where people are afraid to discipline their children, you know, to correct them. And we see the fruits of that labor. doesn't mean you have to pull out a belt or, or smack someone upside the head or something like that. But the children must come into line. If they don't have discipline, they won't know right from wrong. They won't realize that they're going down the wrong path. You know, someone said one time, said, said, but, uh, you know, the scripture says here about, it says, moreover, we all have human fathers who discipline us and we respected them for it. You know, I look back growing up and, you know, I think, the Lord for those that came alongside and, and helped me and gave me discipline, showed me the way, showed me to fix my eyes on the Lord Jesus Christ. 
there was accountability. We live in a world today where young people need accountability. They need responsibility. They need respectability of their parents. Far too often, the parents aren't even involved in their children's lives. It's the internet that's giving them, uh, teaching them. You know, someone once said, I was telling someone about growing up, and they said, oh, but that was in your day. Not that nothing has changed. Nothing has changed. Just things have changed. People have changed. But God does not change. As the writer to the Hebrews is there to remind us. It says, but God disciplines us for our own good, that we may share in his holiness. And God corrects us. God puts us back in the line if we're willing to listen. It says, no discipline seems pleasant at the time. No one wants to go through discipline. No one wants to suffer. No one wants pain. You know, sometimes when we go through something physically, if we overstrain and we pull a muscle, it's painful. But we know that we should know our limit. It's like with back pain. You know, I have to be careful because if I overdo it, sometimes it will go into spasm and then I'm in great pain. I have to learn to discipline myself to do what I can do and, and that's it. No one wants to go through discipline. But the writer tells us there, it says, but the discipline, no one wants to go through discipline. It seems, it does not seem pleasant at the time, but it's considered painful. Later on, however, it produces a harvest of righteousness and of peace for those who have been trained by it. And that's the key. If we do not stay in the training manual of Jesus Christ, the Bible, the Word of God, how can we grow in our faith? Because even during the time of testing, it's producing a harvest. We might not see it now, but we will see it. We can look back later and we say, wow, God was trying to teach me something. God was showing me something. He was teaching me about righteousness, what it means to live right. He was teaching me about this peace that passes all understanding. But the writer tells us of those who have been trained by it, it takes training. You just don't wake up one day and know all about righteousness and peace. We have to be trained and disciplined step by step by step. The writer tells us there, therefore strengthen your feeble arms and your weak knees. And the way to do that is by training, by exercising, by stretching. They're not going to get muscles by themselves. It says, make level the path for your feet so that the lame may not be disabled, but rather healed. The training. Sometimes it takes physical therapy. We have people that have, that are, have 
difficulties, physical difficulties. Sometimes they just sit in a chair and that's it. They don't even make an effort. But you have to get up. You have to try to make an effort. The writer tells us here, make level your feet. Jesus doesn't put us on unlevel ground. He tells us to make level our feet and how are we going to do that? We can do that by strengthening our feet, our arms, our minds, strengthening our hearts. 14 tells us, make every effort to live in peace with all men and to be holy. Without holiness, no one will see the Lord. See to it that no one misses the grace of God and that no bitter root grows up to cause trouble and defile many. Think of all these things. We're being, these are rules and training and discipline. They're reminding us to keep on the straight and narrow. They're reminding us that we need to be in peace. We have to make every effort. Sometimes people don't want to live in peace. But as Christians, we are called to live in peace. We're to make every effort to live in peace with all men. What a world would be like if there was peace today. There is a peace that passes all understanding and it comes from the Lord Jesus Christ. And it tells us to be holy, to live righteous lives. Be holy for he is holy. We're being reminded each and every day that we have to be careful what we do, what we say, how we act. Our life is a living example of Christ if we're walking in right relationship with him. We continue to grow each and every day. But it says here in verse 15, see to it that no one misses the grace of God. The grace of God is that unmerited favor of God. That's the important thing today. If it wasn't for the unmerited favor of God, this grace of God, where would we be? We think of what he says here. Let us fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith, or the author and finisher of our faith, or who for the joy set before him endured the cross. The scorning and the shame that he faced. I can hardly imagine what it was like. You know, we get sad when we see it at Easter time, the passion of the Christ or, or the crucifixion scene. But we don't realize all that transpired there. He was going for the sins of humanity. He was going to make us in right relationship with him. He was going to give us the hope of salvation. It's what it was all about. You know, we say, well, he could have just taken himself down and done it another way. But that's not the will of God. Like the writer says, he was the author and perfecter of our faith. God had a plan to restore mankind. So we need to remember this grace of God. It is only through the grace of God that we do not have any bitter root. If bitterness grows up in us, it causes trouble. It can defile many. It can break relationships with family members. 
It can destroy families. Bitterness and anger and envy, all of these things are not of God. But he's reminding us that the grace of God can help us overcome that. Shall we pray? Heavenly Father, we thank you for this discipline today, the runner's discipline. We thank you, Lord, that you remind us not to make light of, of your discipline. We don't like it. We don't always understand it. But Lord, the word says that we should not lose heart when you rebuke us. Because the Lord disciplines us because he loves us. He punishes us, everyone he accepts as his son. You know, we don't fully understand all the whys or the what for. But the Bible tells us that we are to endure hardships as discipline. We don't always look at hardships as discipline from God. You know, sometimes it can be a financial need. Sometimes it can be a health need. Sometimes it can be a job or a situation we're going through. But we can endure it. We can endure it with the grace of God today. We can endure it by sharing with others. We can endure it by listening and being encouraged of others that have made it through. It takes great faith, like we talked about yesterday. You know, we think of these individuals like Noah and Enoch and different ones. And we think about that. Would we do what they did? Would we have the faith that they did? But we too can have that faith, that great faith. But we need to fix our eyes on the Lord Jesus Christ today. We need to throw off everything that hinders us. Anything that's a barrier between you and God. This sin is so easily in, in, entangles us. We must cast it out in Jesus' name. It's what it's all about today. It's why we run the race. Are we all going to be marathon winners? Probably not. But we're all going to stand before the Lord and give an account. As the writer of the Hebrews tells us, Discipline produces harvest of righteousness and peace for those who have been trained by it. We don't look at it as something bad as Christians. We look at it as something good, something that's going to build up our faith, something that's going to help us to continue to run the race. We have to run the race to the end. So, Lord, we pray for all those that are going through situations in their life, whether it be a physical need, a financial need, or a spiritual need. We pray, Lord, that you will meet each need. Lord, if it be a financial need, we pray that whatever it is, that things will work out. That you will provide for them what they need. Not what they want, what they need. What's needed according to your will for their life. Lord, we pray for those that are going through a spiritual battle. We pray, Lord, that they will put on the whole armor of God. That they will walk knowing that you go before them and that you are in behind them. That you will put a hedge of protection around them. You will help them through whatever hardship they're going through. 
because in the end, it will produce righteousness. It will produce peace because we're being trained through it. And we can help others. We can show them that we made it, that we're making it, we made it through. We may not have won the marathon title, but we finished the race. And Jesus will say, "Good, well done, thy good and faithful servant. We think of people going through a spiritual battle. Lord, we lift them up today and we pray for victory. We pray, Lord, that they will cast off everything that hinders them, this sin that easily entangles them, that they can run with perseverance, the race marked out for them, that they won't give up. You're a God who forgives. You're a God who forgets. Your grace is sufficient. Lord, we pray for those, Lord, going through a health situation. You know the situation. You know what they're dealing with. Lord, as the writer told us here, strengthen your feeble arms and your weak knees. You are a God who heals. You are a God that can make level the paths for our feet so that the lame may not be disabled, but rather healed. Lord, we don't know what people are going through today, but we know that you are the God that can intervene. You are a God that can heal. You are a God that can restore. You are a God that provides. So Lord, we just lift up each and every individual that listens. We pray a blessing upon them. Lord, we thank you for the runner's discipline today. Lord, we don't like the word discipline but it's key to our faith today because it produces righteousness and peace. So help us as we endure hardships in life because we do live in a world today that is corrupt. We live in a world today that does not know you. Many, many people claim to know you, but they don't know you as their personal savior. Today can be that day. We pray, Lord, that people will confess, they will believe, they will read your word, they will get into a Bible-believing church, they will encourage one another. We can be called sons and daughters of the Most High God. So help us as we run this race. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So thank you for joining us this Thursday on Hope for Today with Pastor Doug Solomon. We look forward to joining you on Thursday or Friday with a new message of hope and encouragement from the book of Hebrews chapter 13. God bless. Have a great day. Pastor Doug Solomon.